This week, we'll look back at what happened at InVentures. Plus, we'll look ahead to some other upcoming events designed to uplift and invest in innovative ideas. I'm Karen Unland. And I'm Faiza Ramji. And this is Bloom, the podcast about innovation in Edmonton. All right. Well, we're back from a little bit of a break and longtime listeners uh, will detect that we've made some changes here at Bloom. That's right. Many thanks to Emily Rendell Watson for helping us get the show started. And uh, now that we're heading into kind of a second season, we've got you here with us, Karen. You're obviously new to Bloom, but not to Taproot. Right. Uh, I am one of the co-founders of Taproot Edmonton, where we help our community understand itself better. And Bloom is one of the ways that we do that. As is Speaking Municipally, which is Taproot's uh, Civic Affairs podcast, which my co-founder, Mac Mail, co-hosts. And for those who know, this obviously isn't your first podcast, is it? I know. I recently wrapped up a three-year run on a podcast called That's a Thing, um, which is a podcast I did with my kids. My daughter would explain her media to me when she was a teenager. Now she's not a teenager anymore, so we ended the show. Uh, A few years before that, I had an interview show called Seen and Heard in Edmonton, and I would talk to local bloggers and podcasters on that about their work. And I would say that that project really helped plant some seeds for two of my efforts in innovation in local media, being the Alberta Podcast Network and Taproot. Yeah, and I'd say that you've been innovative in local journalism uh, well, or local media well before that, because I've known you for a long time since I used to work uh, in broadcast media myself on behind the scenes as uh, as a promo person at a number of top 40 radio stations. But that's when you were working with the journal and you had come up with, I, f- I forget the name of the program now, but it was um, a really innovative way to start getting people excited about what's happening in the city. And if I'm not mistaken, was it a food? What was it called again? You're probably thinking of Gastropost. Yes. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, That's which right. came out of an innovation project that I uh, was uh, connected to at uh, Post Media, actually after I left the journal newsroom. So I left the journal in 2011, did some entrepreneurial things, came back uh, for three years to run what became Capital Ideas, which also has, uh, planted a bunch of seeds that uh, led to this uh, unusual and interesting thing that we have you now. And then and also in the same office was GastroPost, which was another way of kind of tapping into the expertise of the community and sharing it on on the big channel that we had there. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that um, you know you've always been a person as far as as long as I've ever known you, you've been a person that's taken an opportunity to go into kind of a a big, very traditional and long running industry and bring kind of a niche to nuance, look at it. And then out of that always comes something really interesting. So I see that you're doing the same here at Taproot with Mac. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm obviously I'm happy to be a part of it with this podcast, but before that I was always uh, a subscriber of the roundups. And I, and again, I think it's just, it's just great to look at an old problem with a new perspective. So thank you for that. It's kind of you to say. A thing I've learned about myself over uh, the decades is I can't really be inside of any institution that I don't want to blow up anymore. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a bunch of interviews lined up to share with you in the coming weeks on Bloom. Uh, But for this episode, I thought we should catch up on some uh, innovation news. And let's start with InVentures, which you attended in person, Faiza. 
That's right. I just got back from InVentures over the weekend and uh, wow, it, it was it was fun. That's for sure. So this was three days in Calgary, uh, like a, a big in real life thing with hundreds of people all around you at all times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was interesting because it's the first big in-person thing uh, I've been to. Actually, that's not true because I attended the Junos in Toronto a few weeks ago, mm. but this was kind of the first big conference that I've been back to. And um, I didn't expect, I honestly did not expect to enjoy it or be as invigorated by it as I was. I, I knew it would be good and I knew there would be benefit from it, but I think I was surprised at how much I've missed those types of, you know, ad hoc collisions and and just right. seeing people. And I think the weirdest thing was seeing people and acting like you're best friends with them when you've only ever <laughs> seen them on a Zoom call. So that was really <laughs> cool. It was really cool. It's like you kind of walk by someone and you're like, oh, hey, oh my God, I knew you were friends. And uh, and yet you don't even know how tall they are. For this. Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of fun. Um, what is InVentures? What is that thing anyway? So InVentures is a big conference that's put on by Alberta Innovates. And it's a mix of sessions, like they have keynote sessions, and then they have smaller panels and talks, as well as networking and investor pitches or startup pitches. Um, and the whole idea is to bring different parts of the innovation community together in Alberta and celebrate it, but also bring in some new ideas that are piquing the curiosity of many people around the world, but giving them a little bit of a local context. So you had a ton of entrepreneurs from all different parts of Alberta doing all kinds of different things and just looking for customers, looking for uh, research partners, looking for investors. And it kind of just took over downtown Calgary uh, for the last week. So. As an entrepreneur, what emerges from those collisions that you make in a thing like that? The best part of it is that you're in the headspace of wanting to talk about your business and learn about other people's. So you naturally do find places where there is a partnership or a collision or an overlap or some sort of way to not only get something out of those conversations, but to give something back to those conversations. Mm -hmm. So that's what I enjoyed about it is like, I wasn't you know, trying to juggle 15 different things or context switching. I was kind of just fully there to talk to people. And at some points I felt like I was saying the same thing over and over again when people were asking about my business. But it was interesting because with every conversation, I thought about something from a perspective that I hadn't considered before. Um, and so I walked away, not necessarily with just big ideas, but lots of really small, very helpful points as well that I think just made me more excited about the work I'm doing. Yeah, I would imagine. And I guess the benefit of being in, like saying the same thing over and over again is it hones the elevator pitch. It, yeah. it gives you it gives you a sense of how does the story go over with people who weren't expecting to hear it until you walked up to them. <laughs> For sure. And, and, there's, and to every business, there's like three different stories, right? Depending on who you're talking to. So you might be, a pro, you might have, a way of positioning your business, depending on whether you're talking to somebody who cares about thing A, which in my case with making alcohol from peas, some people might care about the agriculture story and how we're helping people to think more creatively about what we do with our crops. Some people might care more about the fact that we're just doing something new and interesting in alcohol. And some people might care about hospitality. So there's like these different stories that I think everybody can resonate with. And it's not the same one that you're giving to everyone. So it gives you a chance to almost you know, go through all of them in person, which was neat. And I think the other thing is, is that so much of what we do in the startup game is based on how we connect with each other. 
And you can do that to some degree on Zoom. I think we've all become very good at it. But sometimes having being in the same room as someone sharing a meal, um, even just, you know, hearing someone else speak and then you having an interesting perspective that someone beside you has as well. I think that just kind of reinforces some of those relationships that you've built online or or may have never built at all that you'll continue to grow online. So I think it was it was necessary. Also, what you were saying before about having the opportunity to help someone else, like that is the best kind of relationship building, but that's Mm -hmm. hard. And somebody makes a meeting with you to ask you for something, right? It's Mm -hmm. so much less spontaneous than if you just run into somebody and, and you're chit-chatting and you say, oh, I know someone who could help you. Exactly. Especially because when you are often having those conversations, somebody else walks by, taps you on the shoulder to say hi quickly. And you realize that the person who just walked by and tapped you on the shoulder could actually help the person that you're speaking with. So you would never have thought of that connection if it wasn't for that in-person collision. So I think right. that's really yeah. interesting too, right? Is just this kind of spontaneity of meeting and and connecting and helping. Mm-hmm. What kind of Edmonton presence did you observe there? You know what? It was pretty big. Yeah. Um, I was impressed by how many Edmontonians there were. But I would say I was more impressed by how many people there were from the rest of Alberta. Like if you take out Edmonton and Calgary, there was really great presence from the other parts of the province. And so I think that was really neat to see. Like there was a Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo contingent. There was folks from uh, Southern Alberta, from the East. Uh, I just think it was kind of neat that it wasn't like a just a, about the big cities. I think Edmonton did a great job. All of all of the people that you expected to be there were there. Yeah, it, it was actually hard to tell where people are from, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> um, there was it was a conference too. There were talks, and so yeah. are you able to identify any of the key takeaways from from what you heard there? You know, I'll be honest. I didn't go to that many of the talks, um, yeah. even though I wanted to. I felt. Like there was almost too much going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to figure out which ones I wanted to go to. But I did go to a lot of the keynotes. And I am pleased to say that I think in Alberta, and I know for sure in Edmonton, we're thinking a lot about big problems that everybody else is thinking about too. And mm-hmm. I think that's important. Like, you know, th- when it comes to AI, when it comes to health, um, when it comes to banking or blockchain, like all these big ideas that we know the rest of the world is tackling we are making a huge, significant contribution to those as well. Um, And I think for me, that's more of a source of pride than anything else is like, we're not thinking small here. We are thinking big. Uh, Though we are humble still in how we talk about what we're doing, we're definitely thinking big. And I just think that's really great to see. And I think that will help us as we try to bring more eyes into our city. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's a good segue into uh, a couple of the other things that came out of InVentures. I wanted to highlight that Nanostics, which specializes in the development and commercialization of non-invasive diagnostic tests for cancer and other diseases, uh, won the game-changing health stream at the startup pitch competition. So that was part of InVentures as well. They've developed technology to detect uh, diseases in blood and urine, and I think they've started with prostate cancer. So that's a very interesting company involved in health innovation that uh, made a splash there. Yeah. I mean, again, it's great to see companies that are thinking more commercially. Like we're, we're so known for our 
heavy and deep expertise in research, especially when it comes to the health side of things. So I love seeing when we've got more commercial technologies. And I know that, you know, health is like a longstanding area of expertise for us. So that's pretty exciting. And um, Dr. John Lewis, who's the founder of Nanostics, is no stranger to innovation in mm-hmm. health. He is also the founder and CEO of Entos Pharmaceuticals. So it's nice to see him doing doing more amazing work in the community. Yeah, when I, he's like a CEO of two big uh, pharma tech co- companies, it's like, how do you have time? But I guess you've got people <laughs> to help you do this stuff. Yeah, I imagine he must be a pretty good leader, um, and hopefully he's not too much of a, a hands-on manager. So that's pretty yeah, exciting. Pretty impossible to be a micromanager in that sense if you're going to yeah. grow those places. Um, mm-hmm. Another Edmonton company that did well was Fly and Fetch. So mm-hmm. uh, co-founder Shelby Fernan was one of the winners of the Her Story pitch competition that was put on in Banff, kind of at the same time as InVentures by the 51 and Alberta Innovates. Man. Like, it feels like Shelby is everywhere, huh? Yes, it does. And I love her energy. And as someone who loves corporate swag, I love her t-shirts. I think uh, they've done an awesome job. And and same with Birdie Break, another female-founded tech company that had awesome swag. But what I love about Shelby is like, that business is solving such a real problem that I Mm -hmm. think, especially people of immigrant descent understand. Because every time Mm -hmm. I travel anywhere, my mom my aunts, you know, their friends will always send packages and be like, Oh, can you take this to this person? Oh, can you make sure you take this? And so you end up, you end up basically having to dedicate half your luggage to things (laughs) that aren't yours. And um, so I think it's really cool that they found a way to use technology to make international shipping cheaper, faster, friendlier, and, and find this way of, it's almost like Zipcar's story where you're finding this unused space in people's luggage and saying, Hey, can you deliver a package for me? Um, And so I think that's, um, it's really cool to see them doing so well. And again, they're a young and dynamic team and they deserve to get the recognition they're getting because they've been so committed to the work they're doing. Committed through COVID, like to have a travel-based, international travel-based startup that has to navigate two years of hardly anybody's doing international travel. And I, from the outside looking in, it just feels like they really dedicated themselves to solidifying the business fundamentals of that. And now it seems like they're ready to hit the ground running now that people are traveling again. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Um, I'm excited for them. You can hear more of Shelby's story actually on June 14th. If you're listening to this before June 14th, uh, she's going to be on a panel about building a global startup and we'll link to that in the show notes. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll chat about some other things happening in innovation. Bloom is brought to you by Innovate Edmonton. Here's a message from our sponsor. So Alberta Catalyzer is a pre-accelerator, kicked off this year, working with about 50 founders right now, various streams for for entrepreneurs at different stages. Where is this going, Don? What would you like to see happen for all of these founders, for the program? Share with us your hopes and dreams for both the program and the entrepreneurs that you work with. 
One thing that's important to us is that we follow the same principles we're teaching to founders. So we're getting feedback from founders to support a continuous improvement of the program. And already being four months into the program, we've had some incredible feedback from the founders to be able to continue to grow and connect in a way that's going to be meaningful for those founders. Uh, For each of our program streams, we actually run two programs concurrently at different times of day so that we can reach and support as many uh, entrepreneurs as as are trying to kind of access this type of support. Ultimately, coming out of graduating the velocity um, component of the program, we're hopeful that entrepreneurs are going to be able to gain access to some of the scale-up accelerator programs. So within the scale-up gap program led by Alberta Innovates, the scale-up accelerators like 500 Global, Plug and Play, uh, the Community Safety and Wellness Accelerator powered by Alchemist, and the, the SVG Thrive Ag Accelerator, all of those are such great opportunities to move beyond this pre-acceleration phase, this early growth, and connect into the global network to scale your business and grow. So it's important that these companies have the supports they need. They have a place to turn where they uh, know how to navigate uh, and where to find supports. And Alberta Catalyzer as a great place for them to be able to um, start that journey. Sounds like we're going to have a little bit of a pipeline, as people like to talk about in Alberta. Uh, Don, thank you so much for sharing with us all about Alberta Catalyzer. Where should people go to learn more? Uh, So the easiest place, of course, albertacatalyzer.com. Reach out to us there. Uh, Send us an email at support at albertacatalyzer.com. We would love to connect, even if it's just with questions. Our team's here to help founders uh, find their next step and uh, find those tools and support they need to be able to grow. Don, thanks for joining us on Bloom. Thanks so much. This episode of Bloom is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand that business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. All right, so InVentures is over for this year, but there are a lot of events coming up that explore various facets of innovation. That's right. I think the first one is Startup TNT's Investment Summit 5, which is happening on June 23rd. Their goal is to raise $1.5 million for Prairie Startups, um, and I think they're they're doing a phenomenal job getting there. I, I know they recently launched in Winnipeg as well. So I think they are covering all the prairie provinces now for sure. Wow. Um, and they're really on a roll when it comes to their own fundraising lately. So they've made a big enough impact to attract the interest and money of uh, funders, big funders. So Alberta Innovates announced during InVentures that it was putting $750,000 over three years into Startup TNT's investor training and access to capital program. 
And uh, in April, they got 780000 from Prairie's Economic Development Canada to build the ecosystem in Alberta and Saskatchewan. So that should help them grow, which I keep seeing them uh, advertising to hire people too. So they're well on their way. Yeah, they are. And it's nice to have more funders in this ecosystem. Like I know what, what Sprout is doing with their fund and what Startup TNT is doing. It's just nice to give investors some confidence in investing in new types of businesses. It raises the game for everybody, both the companies that are looking for funding as well as the investors. Um, and I think it just creates a more sustainable ecosystem moving forward. Uh, you know, we do rely heavily on government funding in all parts of our country. Um, and I think it's it's great that we can do that. But when it comes to uh, the business environment, it's nice to see that we can take that and leverage it to get some private investors learning how to give give back into the ecosystem and help grow more companies here. So, Yeah. And as you've talked about before on the show, I, it's so interesting the, the idea that Startup TNT has that a lot of the education that is needed is with investors more than entrepreneurs. There's a lot of service providers out there. We're helping entrepreneurs learn how to build a business. And that's important. I've benefited from lots of those things myself, but um, to for them to have the insight that what they need to do is also make sure people with money know that there's a way that they can put it to work that would help them and help the companies and help society. It's, it's such a smart idea. It is. And you know, I know we've talked to entrepreneurs in the past who, when they raise capital, a lot of their funders want them to be close in proximity to where they are. So they're, and, and sometimes people are more willing to invest in their own backyard. And so with a lot of the big money coming from the East or coming from the US, it's nice to have people in Alberta understanding how to invest in companies and wanting to invest in companies that are already located here. Because I think it just lends itself to creating a wider and deeper ecosystem here that will last a long, long time. Um, and the goal is obviously for these companies to get big enough that they start investing in other companies as well and just kind of keep the ball rolling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing that's coming up a little bit later in the summer is Sea Tribe Festival. So it's coming in July. It's got five streams. So tech, culture, fashion, gaming, and music. It's kind of think a South by Southwest kind of collision-y kind of thing. Sea Tribe Times Tech is happening July 20th and 21st, and Sarsafa announced the first cohort of speakers, which is going to include somebody called Meta Dreamer, uh, also known as Hama Jut, who's uh, he's a Web3 DAO crypto guy. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Uh, Nerissa Allen, who's the founder and president of the Black Business Association of BC and Arden Shea of Yelltown uh, Partners, a um, bunch of others that are coming. So the event aims to help underestimated founders learn how to start, grow, and scale their companies. Have you ever been to, to C-Tribe? You know, I haven't, but I've always looked at the events from afar and seen lots on social media. And I love the way SAR brings together these seemingly unrelated uh, industries and and puts things together in a way that like is so focused on the attendee experience as much as it is on the content. Um, and I think I am going to go this year to this one because it looks looks really interesting to me. And I think he's he's one of these event organizers that is very intentional. I think about the events that he's creating and just doing something really different and dynamic. So I'm excited to see 
who else is on the speaker list and and what the event looks like. Yeah, from the outside looking in, I often think uh, I feel like I am too old and <laughs> not hip enough for this. But I did go a couple years ago, a few years ago. Everything is more than a couple years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did go a few years ago to uh, an event that that uh, because Mac was moderating it, and yeah, just uh, amazing people in the room and people that are not always in the same room, which I think mm-hmm. is the value of all of these kinds of collision worthy events. Yeah. I, l- I just love the term underestimated founders um, yes. because I think I kind of feel like that's Alberta in general and Edmonton in general <laughs> is like, we're all underestimated founders here. Um, so I think I, I just love the language. I think it's fun and it's probably resonates so well with a lot of people who will attend the event. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we will link to those uh, in the show notes. And remember that there's always more information on events and opportunities like this in the weekly tech, health, innovation, and business roundups from Taproot, as well as The Pulse, which is our daily newsletter. You can find all of that at taprootedmonton.ca. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, If you haven't already, please hit subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes of Bloom. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Bloom is produced by Taproot Edmonton with editing by Castria. Our music is by Dave Von Beaker and cover art by Vicki Wersinski. 